0: Hello everyone, welcome or welcome back to my podcast. In today's episode, I'm talking with Angel about moving to Costa Rica, his job there, and some of the struggles that we get while traveling, but also an interesting conversation about being black and abroad. Um, Yeah, so I'll let you guys enjoy this conversation. Um, Side note, sorry if there's some background noises, I'm still getting things figured out and I live next to an airport. So you might hear um, a plane here and there. So hi Angel, how are you?
1: I'm good, how are you doing?
0: I'm I'm amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Good to hear um well thanks for taking my call today
1: of course anytime thank you for it for having uh for you being on my podcast so yeah. i have to return the favor <laughs> <laughs> that was
0: that was really nice and actually i wanted to say um that when you asked me to go on your podcast that gave me kind of a little um little strength to start mine because i had it in the back of my mind for a while uh but i was a bit scared to start so Yeah, that was actually nice. That gave me a little bit of... Awesome.
1: (laughs) I'm glad, I'm glad. That's amazing.
0: So I wanted to have you here because I wanted to know more uh, about your story. Uh, But first of all, can you tell us a little bit more about who you are?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, um. So, a little bit about myself. Wow, I feel so weird now being on the other side. I'm like, a couple <laughs> <times>. <laughs> so, a little bit about myself. My name is Angel uh, Rodriguez. I'm originally from New York City. I am born to Dominican parents from Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. They immigrated to the United States in the late '70s. I'm bilingual. I speak Spanish and English. Um, I'm a teacher.
0: Yeah.
1: Music teacher. I've been teaching for the past seven years. And I love to travel, and so much so that I decided to move to Costa Rica to live abroad. I'm, I'm right now in my second year yeah. here in Costa Rica.
0: So, yeah, can you tell our listeners how you got to Costa Rica? Because that's quite interesting.
1: Okay, yes. Wow. <laughs> very interesting <laughs> and very uh, traumatizing for me, how I got to Costa Rica. But no, so I guess I can start from the beginning. So I had an interest of uh, teaching abroad. So mm-hmm. I love to travel, and I said, how can I combine... My work with my level, you know, my leisure. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, into international education. I can teach abroad. Because as, you know, most people know, people study abroad. But I never studied abroad. Yeah. So I, I decided, let's see if I can live abroad, you know, to work. And I found this agency called ISS, International mm-hmm. School Services. And I flew to San Francisco for a job fair. And I had offers in multiple places. I had an offer in Beijing. Yeah. In China, had an offer in Mumbai in India, and had an offer in Costa Rica. Nice. And it was between really be- Beijing and Costa Rica, and Beijing was offering the most money. <laughs> but um, I'm like, this is this is too far. I'm like, I decided, you know what? Let me let me stay close to home. Mm-hmm. You know, close to New York. It's only it's only a four and a half five hour flight from here to New York.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I speak the language. I've been here before. It's a beautiful country um so those are the factors yeah. and also the a big factor as well was um they offered a free master's program through uh king's college in london and i actually just got accepted there so okay. um so that was a yeah that was a huge uh reason to come as well both personally and professionally but that's like the background as far as those why right you want to know how i actually visited yeah. that, here? <laughs> I that story
0: yeah <laughs> as well <laughs>
1: all right so yeah okay so that story is crazy so um Long story short, I was flying. Um, so, you know, obviously I go, I, I say bye to my friends' and family yeah. forever. <laughs> Not really forever, you know. And I, and I board a plane. You know, I get to my my layover, then I get to Costa Rica. Yeah. And for those that are listening and, and are wondering how you have to actually, you know, how you're res- received in the country, you have to get a visa, uh, obviously, right? Yeah. You're going to be there. So the visa that I had apparently was expired. Huh? I didn't know that. Nobody nobody knew that, that my visa was actually expired. And I was confused because I'm like, wait a minute. I got this visa like in July and I left in August. And it said it expires in 90 days. And and then they said, but the date on the visa that the person stamped at the embassy, the Costa Rican embassy in New York, Mm -hmm. was stamped like May, May something. And I was arriving there in August. So yeah, they're like, no, this is expired. I'm like, oh, I'm like, because I saw the date before, but I didn't think that mattered because I'm like, wait a minute. How would a visa expire before you get to the country? Like I, didn't, I thought the visa, like I thought that expiration process starts when you arrive in the country. You know what I mean? And yeah, they're like, well, yeah, no, yeah. this visa is, is garbage. I'm like, so they're like, you can't enter. I'm like, what? So I'm like, hold on. I'm like, well, hold on a second. So I call the rep, the human resources lady that was yeah. waiting for me at the airport, and and they're like, what? Like, how can that be? This has never happened before. So she talks to like the custom agent, and he's like, there's nothing she can do. Sorry. She he gives me the phone back. <laughs> And they're like, you, you they are like you had to go back on the flight. I'm like, what? what? So they literally sent me. I was surrounded by agents and everything, like officers taking a picture of my passport, yeah, and like yeah. they literally escorted me back on the same plane that I just arrived on. Wow. And yeah, so I was literally, and I flew—they flew me back to, thankfully not back all the way back to New York because there were no more flights for the day. So they flew me back to Fort Lauderdale. But that wasn't the worst of it. The worst of it was the fact that my job smartly if I'm saying that with air quotes, smartly <laughs> decided to send me to them to Houston to do a layover in Houston and then fly out of Houston back to Costa Rica and I'm like why are you doing that they're like oh do you want to deal with JetBlue again I'm like that's not their fault they didn't they didn't send me back yeah. It was a custom agents that's nothing to do with the airline so I had I literally arrived in Fort Lauderdale like at midnight yeah and um, and I I then lost my they lost my baggage So Uh I have obviously my whole life with me. I have seven, I have seven pieces of luggage, including my piano, my keyboard that I brought with me.
0: Wait. So I'm hauling luggage?
1: Yeah. Well, six, 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 six. Six. I think it's I think it's six. Well, okay, let me let me (laughs) let me specify. So it's not like huge, it's not like huge luggage, but it's like two big ones, two many ones, and like a book bag and my keyboard. So still a lot of stuff for one person to haul all over an airport. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. that's I mean, I brought my whole life with me, basically, right? So um, yeah, I'm not a light packer. It seems <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah, it was two I luggage, so. two pieces of luggage that I was in there. Yeah, exactly. So um, <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, so uh, they lost it. They thankfully found it. But mind you, I get to this. I get to this. Um, I get to the hotel that they paid for apparently mm-hmm. at like three in the morning, and my flight was at seven in the morning the next day to Houston. So I get to the hotel. I'm like, all right, I finally, they finally find my luggage. I get to the hotel. They're like, this is not paid for. I'm like, I just start laughing. I just started I'm like this. This this day could not get any worse. Like literally, like this day that I'm, that I'm describing to you, yeah, is the most stressful and worst day of my entire life. Like I'm, <laughs> and like you know, people ask me to like, like if I were you, I would have just went back home. And I, and I had that thought, but you know what it was? It was like, like what do I go back home to? You know, like I'm not gonna go to my parents' house. Like I was living in my own place. I I already rented that out. I didn't have a job. You know what I'm saying? I'm, like there's not like there's nothing for me to do. Like I gotta go. <laughs> There's a job yeah. waiting for me in Costa Rica in an apartment. You know what I mean. So it wasn't like I had much choice in the matter. But I can see how some people decide to give up in that moment. And um, it's funny because actually one teacher also didn't didn't actually get to Costa Rica. They got to the airport and they said, "Oh, your luggage." Uh, they told him the same thing. I think I was like his visa was messed up. He's like, "All right, I'm not going."
0: <laughs> wow. He, he
1: didn't even leave the airport. He, yeah, he didn't even get on the flight. Uh, like unlike me who got on the flight. So uh, but anyway, so I get to this hotel. I sleep like two hours. And, okay, one thing I want to say, like, I'm being honest, I didn't cry. I'm not saying that because, oh, I'm so mad. No, I'm surprised that I didn't cry. Okay. I'm shocked that I didn't, like, sob my sob myself to sleep because, again, it was the most stressed that I was. But I guess in that moment, I guess what I'm really stressed, what I do is I get either angry or I laugh. So because what was happening what was happening to me was yeah, so yeah. surreal, like, I couldn't I I wrap my head around it yet. So I all I did was laugh. Like I'm like, this is so hilarious, this has happened to me. And I'm like, of course it happened. Yeah, you any
0: didn't, anymore. you didn't. Even so anyway, so finally, yeah,
1: yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize, you know, what was happening. And it was hard to process all the things that were happening to me in the span of one day. So anyways, I finally get yeah. to Houston, and all I needed was I had to buy, I had to have proof of a return ticket. That's what they needed. They needed proof of a return mm-hmm. ticket. So I bought a return ticket that I obviously didn't use, and it let me back in the country. So basically, again, it wasn't a long story. Sure, I, actually, it was a long story. But <laughs> long, uh, basically, I, I was flying for like 30 hours, yeah. like from five in the morning on one day. And I arrived at like three in the afternoon the next day or whatever. So a lot of hours of flying.
0: Wow. And wait, did they pay yeah. for everything in the end?
1: Oh yeah, I told him like, listen, I'm like, you're paying for. Me. They pay for everything. They reimburse me for everything. Thank God. <laughs> okay. um, but it was it was it was a disaster. It it, it was uh, I I wouldn't wish that experience on my worst enemy.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh wow. And um, yeah. you didn't you didn't start working straight away. Did you have time to like? Uh, how do you say? Oh it? no, I
1: I worked. I went straight away. That was I worked. I went right to that same day. <laughs> Uh, no, that same day I got to the apartment, I, we had dinner as like, you know, the new staff and the next day, like I went to work to see my space and then, yeah, no, I had to start work right away. Like I arrived the day late. Yeah, exactly. So I was supposed to arrive and then go straight to like, not to like teaching, but like, you know, PD, professional development. Yeah. And yeah. And it's funny because when, when they announced my name as a new hire, they like awarded me a bottle of like rum (laughs) (laughs) because of my perseverance. It was like, oh. a perseverance award for me, you know, even making it to Costa Rica. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And um, but I'll, I'll I'll say this though for anyone listening that is might be interested in living abroad or air, any, just anything in general, you don't know what you can go through until you go through it.
0: Yeah. So true. me
1: going through that was honest was honestly a blessing. I say that now, obviously, right? Because everything's yeah. fine, but it was, <laughs> it was a blessing. It was in the in the sense that. I like, wow, I can go through a lot and still be okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can I can imagine like, first of all, moving to a new country. That's a, that's a stress. And then all of this happening. Yeah. I would have definitely cried my eyes out. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: contemplated. I contemplated. It didn't happen.
0: (laughs) And so, so how long is your contract for?
1: So my con the, the initial contract that I signed is one year, but okay. usually with international schools, they, the, the usual is a two year contract, mm-hmm. but I told them I didn't want to sign a two year contract because I don't, I don't like long-term commitments like that. Yes. <laughs> so I'm like, no, I'll do a one year. And then obviously my one year expired. Then they, they said, Hey, if we sign a two year, we'll give you a little bonus. I'm like, no, I'll, do, I'll take another one year. <laughs> so I've <I'm> got <doing> another <laughs> one year contract.
0: Oh, okay. You know? Nice. So I'm taking a year by year and um so yeah so you do year by year but you see yourself staying a little bit longer than the two years
1: um that's a great question because that was the whole point of the masters right like my whole thing was let me try out let me try it out for a year let me uh apply for this masters Mm -hmm. and if i don't get it then i'm probably only gonna be here two years so let's say i didn't get in i probably would have you know, I probably would have left after the, after the, after this year. Yeah. But now that I'm in the master's program, like there's no way I'm leaving. You know, like <laughs> I'm gonna, you know, because it's, it's mostly it's mostly online,
0: but okay. it's through it's
1: through the organization. Like it's not it's not through the school. Yeah. Like this school is part of a of a bigger network, and um so yeah so I'll I'll be here at least another year. So talking about three years at least. Three years in least, total. So, yeah.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah. that's that's very interesting. That's actually that's actually cool that you get this. By working with them, um, oh yeah, and then uh, I know that's a lot of projection. <laughs> uh, but then, what was your goal uh, by getting these uh, this master? Then,
1: so the goal of this master is that hopefully, you know, I, I get you know, and I and I stay in the program <laughs> yeah. is um. So is a is a master's in international education. Mm-hmm. So what I'm actually like what I'm research what I, what my proposal was based on that they thankfully accepted and hopefully have interest in as well, is um, basically uh, diversity amongst expats that are living abroad. So that's my proposal. Most expats that are living abroad are white and most people that study abroad are also white. So I want to know if there's a correlation between you going to study abroad and then you going to choose to live and work abroad. Mm -hmm. So I want to find out from, from people of color that are living abroad, that also study abroad, how much of an impact studying abroad had on them does that make sense
0: yeah okay so i'm gonna bounce yeah. back on that uh, <laughs> so is this why you decided to start a podcast then
1: yes that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> why so the reason why i started the podcast and th- when i first got here is i noticed the lack of diversity right like it was you know there's expats and then we can speak about the term expat you know for that's a whole nother thing a whole nother conversation but, yeah. You know the people that are expats that are living here, you know, migrating to this country, um, are are mostly white. Mm-hmm. But mind you, they come from countries that are diverse. So there's a lot of people from the United States. There's people from Canada. There's people from the UK. But and these are diverse nations, right? Like Canada, the UK, US, pretty diverse countries. True. Um and and but the, I'm one of four expats of color, and there's 40 of us. Wow. So, I mean, yeah and also when i went to the job fair in san francisco and i saw all the people applying for these positions mm-hmm. i would say if i was to put a rough estimation like a guesstimation yeah uh, it was definitely like 95% white wow and 5% everything else <laughs> so i'm like why is that like i i didn't think about like well this is terrible mm-hmm. i'm like wait this is this is strange like you know like this is teaching like teaching should is a pretty diverse field right and like yeah. a lot of places and, like, the school that I was at, it was, it was very diverse. It was, like, 50-50. And so I'm like, hey, there's definitely black and brown teachers, you know, that teach. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, wait, why did, I, why did I also abroad? So that got me interested in that. And the reason, obviously, it's not just for teachers, right? But the reason I started the podcast was you also see just people living abroad that are not white. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, whenever you see any video of anybody that's living abroad, they're white. And uh, if you even for people that are watching, do this little do this little experiment. This is what I do to find guests for my podcast. I search ex, hashtag expat life, hashtag living abroad. Yeah, it takes a while for me to find in that the needle in the haystack that a person that looks like they might be black or brown.
0: <laughs> yeah, we end up having our own hashtags. To be honest. Um exactly (laughs) because because you're right uh when i look on instagram for travel advice or anything like the most popular on the explore page or everything that you get it's yeah it's only white people and i can't really relate to that a hundred percent yeah because they won't have the same um i won't have the same questions to ask to them and uh, it's funny because the first time I wanted to travel in Asia, uh, so just before deciding to go to Australia or, what, or whatnot, um, I was thinking about going to uh, Malaysia, and uh, I posted a message in a travel group uh, for girls backpacking, and I said, oh, uh, I had a mm-hmm. question, like, for black girls traveling in Asia, is it safe, is there racism, I wonder, blah, blah, blah. Guess what? 85% of the comments were from white girls saying, you know, I do not take pictures of you, but it's fine. They also take pictures of me. I don't think they mean it wrong or what. And I'm like, this is this is not what I asked for. I didn't ask for your opinion. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, right.
0: And, and yeah, so from there, I had to go... I had to go on the there's a girl who commented she said oh I have a group and it's only for black girls backpacking if you want to ask your question there um and yeah and I feel like it's a bit bit sad though I don't want us to be um in separate group if that makes sense Uh, Mm um I feel like everybody needs to hear or learn from these stories um from us living abroad and us struggling in struggling or not well in everything that we do um so i don't know how i feel about these different hashtags and stuff like that uh and different group and everything
1: so so because i've got I've gotten that question as well, and I think this is the way I would explain it, right? Because of course, like people are like, oh, so you only interview black and brown people, no white people? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I do, <laughs> because the reason is it's not it's not about excluding anybody, right? It's about promoting black and brown people to travel or to live abroad, yeah, because that's what we don't see, right? So it's all about the things you see and the things you don't see, yeah. So, for example, if we reversed it, right? Let's say we see no white people that are living abroad. Then there should be something—a channel, a, 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 a you know, a, a space for white people to talk about. Hey, we should also live abroad too, just like black and brown people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not yeah. about hey, let's ex- let's exclude white people, or let's exclude whatever. It's about no, we have to promote black and brown travel. So, mm-hmm. and I and I think also, I mean, obviously, given the way the world is, especially now in 2020, I think, and I say this to everyone listening, but in particular, white people. White people need to listen to Black and Brown people and their experiences because that's the experience they don't know. So just like in, in the way you yeah. just mentioned, like you mentioned on a, on a Facebook group, the white person you know wrote to you, and you know what they said is probably accurate, right? As far as you know, people in Asia take pictures oh, yeah. of Black people, and they probably take pictures of White people too. But guess what? That's not. It wasn't for her to to tell you what to expect, right? Like, sure, it was you wanted to hear from the Black person because that's the person that you could relate to most. So sure. You know, give your opinion, whatever, but that's like, I feel that sometimes white people mean well, mm-hmm. like their intentions are, are well, but they don't know how they come across. Yeah, that's true. Be, Even when they're well-intentioned. And, and I think that's why my podcast, I think is very important. And, and I think yours as well. And, and just, you know, having people like us that are traveling and living abroad to see that perspective that you don't know, because again, I'm at a school with 40 expats I'm one of four people of color. These expats only know the white perspective of living abroad. Yeah, yeah. They don't know what it's like to be a Latino living abroad, let's say for me in a Latin in a Latin country. They might have assumptions about what it's like for me mm-hmm. to live here in Costa Rica, right? But they don't actually know. So that's why I think that it's if, if we're all going to learn from each other, we have to learn each other by creating spaces where we can actually learn. Yeah. So if a white person wants to learn about, hey, I wonder what it's like for a black and brown person. Then listen to my podcast so you can learn about it, right? <laughs> and, and it's not it, – it, yeah. let me also be, um, bring this point home. It, it, it's, it's not a linear perspective, right? Like your experience is still different from another black person's experience, right? It's not that, yeah. oh, this is the black experience. No, these, these are people of color and their experiences abroad, and that yeah. varies, and that's very uh, multifaceted in, in what that looks like depending where they're living in the world and who they are, right? So it's to see us, not just as people of color, but as just individuals in itself.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, well, okay. That's very interesting. Um, I kind of didn't expect that. <laughs> um, and so yeah. after, after doing <laughs> well, your podcast, <laughs> <for like a laughs> podcast for like now a year, I think, you celebrated your anniversary not so long ago um uh yeah so an episode that really marked you for whatever reason
1: ah you You know what's interesting and i'm not saying this because you're interviewing me, but your episode actually did mark me because your episode was uh obviously it's the most recent it's the most fresh in my mind right yeah, but the yeah. reason why i liked your episode was be- was was because the fact that you were talking about things that were just that were when you you've been living abroad three years right versus most of the people i talked to is like one year yeah. or two years abroad but also, you were talking about what's heavy on you about living abroad. And, yeah. and I like that part. Not because it's like, you know, not that it's negative, but it's like, it's authentic, right? And I think those are the points that need to be driven home a lot is, yes, living abroad is a beautiful thing. And yeah. I encourage everyone to try at least once in their life, right? But there are things that, are, that, that do weigh heavy on you. It's not like, oh, this is, it's hard because I don't speak the language. Not, not even things like that. Those are the obvious things, right? But I'm talking about more yeah. of the deeper things that you mentioned, such as like colorism, and what, you know, racism looks like, not just, you know, you growing up in Belgium, mm-hmm. but then you go into Australia and how that might be similar or different, you know? So I think those are, and again, it goes back to why I even started this podcast in the first place, because <laughs> it's very easy to, to have, yes, oh my yeah. God, Australia, oh my God, Great Barrier Reef, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, like it's easy to do that. But those are very vapid kind of, you know, conversations. Like I, w- I want to touch on that, obviously, on like why you're living there, but I also want to touch on the things that, are not the most comfortable conversations to have, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, honestly, you mentioned Aboriginal community. Like, that's been on my mind about, like, yo, like, I, if I was to go to Australia, like, how would I view Aboriginal mm-hmm. people? Like, and it made me think about, like, Native Americans back in America. Like, like yeah. I know nothing about Native Americans. Like, I've never seen that. I don't think I've ever seen. I'm being serious. I don't think I've ever seen a Native American person in my really? actual life. So, okay. it, it just yeah, I'm being serious. I'm, I don't think I've ever seen a Native American person at all. There's definitely none yeah. in New York. I mean, I've met people that have Native American in them. I'm talking about, like, someone that's, like, you know, maybe, you know, that has Native American parents, like, full on, right? So I haven't met a person yeah. like that. And, um, okay. yeah, so it made me think about things like that. So, yes, yeah, not not to just, you know, not to toot your own horn here, you know, but, yes, your episode definitely has stayed with okay. me. <laughs> uh,
0: well, thanks for that. Um, yeah, that's, <laughs> uh, that's why I started uh, my podcast, because... I'm just a little bit tired of hearing, um, oh, you're living the dream. You're in paradise. I wish I was you. Um, And yeah, it's just, it's just annoying. (laughs) I just want, I just want to show uh, the truth. Like it is hard. (laughs) I really, yeah. I really want to be transparent with everything and um, just show, yeah, to any, honestly, I think anyone could do it if they really wanted to. But it's just that people are not ready to make those sacrifices. Okay, not everybody like you, Angel, travels with six pieces of luggage. Um, <laughs> but um, mo- that made me realize, can you imagine? I moved. Wait, so the first time I moved was in Portugal. I moved with a suitcase and two bags. And then when mm-hmm. I decided to move like seriously uh, in Australia, because I did a year and then went back home, didn't really know what I wanted to do, but then I was like, no, I actually want to go back to mm-hmm. Australia. Uh, I went back with just a a big suitcase and a carry on suitcase. That's it. That was my wow, wow, wow. yeah,
1: minimalist. I'm yeah, not, I'm, not, I'm not that much of a minimalist, but
0: yeah. <laughs> but it's it it gets annoying yeah. because you want to especially for women you want to have like loads of clothes the shoes um and everything so yeah i don't i don't really want to yeah. be a minimalist anymore
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you know i think just to just if i could just comment on that point you made as far as like showing people the, the authentic reality of living abroad i think that has a that has a what plays a factor in that is social media right like you're not going to post a picture of, you know, you crying on social media. Like, that's not going to happen, right? That's not what social media is yeah. for. Nobody wants to see you crying on social media, right? It's, <laughs> it's about, okay, let's see the awesome pictures. Let's see the, you know, let's see the the nice portrait mode photos and all that other stuff. Like, that's mm-hmm. what people want to see, right? Yeah. So, yeah. and uh, the, and again, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I there are things, like, I, I see amazing things here in Costa Rica. Like, I do, like, this weekend. I'm going to this place that has uh, hanging bridges and amazing flora and fauna. Like, I'm looking forward to that, you know? I'm going to post pictures on Instagram, <laughs> but, um, you know, it's also like a normal life. Like, you know, I work today <laughs> I yeah. work virtually, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to watch TV. I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to wake up the next morning and work, you know, so, so, <laughs> so I'm not like jumping, ju- jumping out of, uh, you know, jumping from a waterfall every day. So
0: yeah, uh, you know, yeah. there's
1: definitely normalcy in, uh, in our lives and living abroad.
0: <laughs> yeah, completely, um, yeah people think that i'm on holiday every day basically uh but no we yeah. <laughs> work. We, we have days off where yes we do things we discover where we are basically but uh most of the time mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. we're, we're all working yep yep um so in your so you've been there for a year right a bit what a bit more than a year
1: yeah i'm in my second year yeah a bit more than a year yeah
0: uh what was your biggest struggle during that year uh,
1: getting here. Uh, <laughs> <No, but laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, getting here was the biggest, part. I mean, I have to be honest, it was, that was the biggest struggle, but no, okay. I'll be honest. And this is, this is a continuous struggle. This still, I'll, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be authentic like you were on my podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, a continuous struggle for me here has honestly been finding a community.
0: Okay. And
1: some people listening might be like, what, how is that going to be hard for you? No, you know, you see, I'm very, I'm very sociable. Um, I speak the language, I look like I look Costa Rican. Yeah. Um, but is not is not the same. Like it's culturally this is another thing. Okay, there's very new nu- is a nuanced thing, right? Like I'm not Tino, but I'm not mm-hmm. Costa Rican. Yeah. I speak Spanish, but I don't speak Spanish Costa Rican. And I'm still American. Like I was born and raised in America. So I'm still American in many ways. <laughs> yeah. And this is not America, right? So there's there's very nuanced things. That I still feel like I'm getting used to. I still, I still feel like I'm getting used to, and I haven't found like the community here, and it's been very difficult. Okay. And it's very easy for me to get very to become very negative about it. I'm trying not to do that. I'm like, oh, this is not because again, I'm I'm come from New York City, and New York City. There's yeah. eight million people living in New York City. There's four million people living in this entire country. <laughs> so oh, wow. Um, oh, but, you know that just gives you <laughs> yeah. It's a small yeah. It's so it just gives you like an insight and. There's just certain things that are just not my style as mm-hmm. far as like the way people go out here. And obviously we're in the middle of a pandemic, so it's completely different now. But even when I first arrived, it's um it's just different. And I haven't really like, it's not my, it's not my stees, as I said, not my style really. And it's, yeah. and it's things that I definitely miss about New York, like vibe and New York, like way of like just, okay, let me put it this way. Mm-hmm. Here is very collective society collective culture. Yeah. New York and America for the most part is a very individualistic cultural society. Yeah. I'm used to that. Here because it's not like that is is clashed a lot with me. Because I do a lot of solo traveling, I do a lot of like things by myself.
0: Yeah. And yeah.
1: people don't do that here. Like that's not a thing here. People do things with their family all the time or like, you know, their close friends or whatever. And you know, obviously I did that in New York as well, but I also did things a lot on my own. And when I went out on my own, I will also meet people yeah. by myself on my own, you know? And I, I honestly, I always get jealous of my friends that are living like in Europe. Like I have, a, I have a friend, she's a black, living in Germany. And she lives in Berlin, where in literally in Berlin, there's 4 million people, yeah. right? And like there's a million Facebook groups. There's a million uh, places you can, you know, you, there's things to do, right? Versus here in Costa Rica, you don't come to Costa Rica to to live the city life. That's not what oh, Costa Rica is okay. about. <laughs> you, you come to Costa Rica to enjoy to enjoy the nature. No, I'm just being serious, like to enjoy the nature of it, right? And it's a su- supremely beautiful country. But that's what Costa Rica is known for and that's what people come here for, to live and enjoy just a vacation, right? So it's been hard for me to kind of find people just there, you know, whether it's locals or, you know, just people like, all right, I can hang out with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it's, yeah. it's been hard to like, uh, punch my way through like that. I don't know that wall. Of like, all right, now I feel like I'm a part of Costa Rica. Yeah. I feel like I'm living here. Don't get me wrong. I still feel like I live in Costa Rica. I'm not vacationing here, but I still feel very much as a foreigner. Mm. Even after a year, I can't say, I can't say that after a year, I feel maybe 25% more like I belong 25% okay. more. But not like ninety to hundred percent more. Yeah, after you, I, I can honestly say that.
0: But yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Because despite everything that I said in your in your podcast, um, here I I definitely say I'm local. I mean, to Cairns, to the city, and um, mm. when I go somewhere, and then uh, people ask me, "Oh, where do you live?" or whatever, and I say, "Oh, I live here in the north of Cairns." Or when I check in a hostel, they ask or hotel, they ask your postcode. And uh, when I just give out my postcode or where I live, they're like, Oh, you're a local. So they acknowledge the fact uh, that I've been here for a while. <laughs> like if I say, Oh, I've been in Cairns for two years and almost three years in Australia in total, then I oh, okay, you're local now. So that's that feels good actually um when you talk to people and you've been there for a while and you start using the aussie slang and whatever um they consider you as a local uh, yeah actually uh so that's that that feels nice uh but just like you i feel like uh i'm more of a city person um Mm -hmm. there's things to do here but yeah when i was in sydney or melbourne it was easier to, just like you said, go on the Facebook group and say, hey, is anybody having a drink? There was always every day someone saying, hey guys, I just arrived. hey guys, who wants to go for a drink? Um, And that was... That's fantastic. I wish they had that here. They don't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so I'm not even going to ask if you see yourself staying there long-term. That's a no. (laughs) I mean,
1: no, that's a fair question. I think it, it really depends, honestly. Like things could change like I'm not a I'm not a five year kind of plan kind of person. Like mm-hmm. I take things step by step and mm-hmm. and I have I've done that honestly for my like adult life. Like if you told me five years ago that I'll be living in Costa Rica, I, I wouldn't believe you. Yeah. You know, I'd be like, What? That's kinda weird. Why would we be living there? You know? So I don't I don't like limit myself on okay, this is what I'm gonna do, this is what I'm not gonna do. Like, mm-hmm. how likely is it? I don't know. Probably not likely, but I wouldn't say, "Oh yeah, for sure, nothing moving mm. right out, like I don't know. I don't know yeah. And I'm Just okay with ahead. not knowing, honestly.
0: <laughs> yeah. so yeah. you had you said you had different options for for that job, uh, but it, the other options were a bit too far for you. Uh, now that you've been there for a year, you have another year. Uh, would you see yourself going to China now or anywhere further?
1: Um, that's a see. That's a good question because it's like, all right. Well, since I lived abroad, right? Okay, do I go somewhere else now? Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't thought about that too much. But if I was to, if I was to think about it right now, I would I would have to think about it uh, for a while. I have to really contemplate that because yeah, I, I am close with my family, mm-hmm. and being very far from my family would be, I think, very hard for me to do. Like mm-hmm. even now, like I haven't seen my family, my parents, and seven months, which is the longest I've gone ever without seeing my family, my parents ever. So that goes to show you how close I am with my family. (laughs) Um, So, and you know, and I'm living only four four hours away, right? So it's not like I'm super far away. Whereas I would be in China, I'll be 24 a whole day away. And also it'll be so hard to talk to them. You know what I mean? So I think, honestly, I never say never to anything. I never say never. But I don't think I can live further than Europe, honestly. And, like, yeah, I don't think – I mean, again, I was surprised. Like, if if I talk to you again and I'm living in China, i would be like, ah, you were right, you know, or, you know, who knows, right? But as of now, I don't see myself living further than six hours from New York City. Let's put it that way.
0: Wow. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely tough. Um, My mom still doesn't understand the – the, the whole thing of uh time difference she calls me at in the middle of the night at two <laughs> o'clock in the morning and she's like oh I always forget how what yeah. time is it um <laughs> we talk to each other a little bit less because I'm a texter she's a caller and honestly uh, okay. uh, I it's it's really interesting that I'm doing a podcast because I hate talking on the phone <laughs> i absolutely hate talking on the phone i'm a talker (laughs) so if you haven't noticed if
1: you haven't noticed and i haven't uh, yeah
0: i've no i've noticed um but (laughs) uh, but no it's it's definitely hard and there's twice here that uh i was working with people and they had a loved one that was at the hospital in a critical state and, um, uh, mm-hmm. the first time it was a girl, her mom was at the, in the hospital. She took a plane and, uh, her mom passed away while she was in the plane. Uh, she was halfway through. What? Yeah. Oh
1: my God. She was halfway Jesus, through her journey
0: and, uh, it was, we were all devastated. Like that was,
1: That's uh, yeah, that was wow.
0: terrible. And, um, uh, the other way around, we had someone working for the hostel. I didn't know that person personally, uh, but that person passed away just by doing, by snorkeling, in the ocean. And what? Yeah,
1: you can. How you pass away snorkeling?
0: Well, so when you dive or when you snorkel, you need to sign a disclosure or disclaimer or whatever. Um,
1: yeah, the photo. Yeah,
0: yeah um, and basically, uh, what happened is that he went too close. He went or boat went too close to him, and he got hit by that boat. Um, oh my god! Yeah, you gotta be kidding me. And don't worry, it doesn't happen that often. But uh,
1: <laughs> but yeah, the, that's the so thing, sad. Yeah, Jesus Christ!
0: Happen, and uh, you just like, damn, should I? Should I stay here? I still think about it every day, especially during COVID. Should I stay here? Yeah. Or should I go home, be closer to my family, be closer to my friends? Because you never know when something's yeah. going to happen. Um, so You're right, much, you
1: don't. You really don't. Yeah,
0: as much as I wanted to settle down here in Australia, that was my biggest dream. I actually don't think I'm going to stay um, mm. that long. Yeah. Um, okay yeah yeah because it's it's just too far a minimum 24 hours away uh from home at the moment yeah that's
1: super yeah that's that's super far
0: yeah so i get i get it i get why you you wouldn't move further than like five hours from from home yeah um so my no okay two more questions one more question um mm-hmm. what was your favorite country where you traveled to
1: oh that's tough I don't I don't think I have country. <laughs> I don't I, I think each, each could and not to be politically correct I'm just being honest like I think every country that I've been to and I haven't tried I haven't been to that many I think I've been to like 10 countries now yeah. um and obviously cities in the United cities in the United States but I would say the one I, I'll answer it this way the one that I would go go back to like let's say to live let's do it that way to live or to travel. I would definitely go back to Italy. Um, Italy was always my okay. dream destination uh, for like my because I took I took like Italian in college, and yeah, I speak a little bit of Italian. And I went; I just fell in love with like the culture. Um, it's very beautiful. I it's very I like that they have a city, you know, but they also have like mm-hmm. other kinds of places, more rural. So I like the, that that diversity of it, you know, that you could escape yeah. the city if you want to um yeah so italy was amazing i had a great time in italy but i also like cuba when i went to cuba cuba was Ooh. really like it was just like it was just like i thought it would be you know like kind of like we see in the movies cuba yeah. that's what it's like so it was oh. really cool to kind of like just see that a place fro- frozen in time you know yeah, yeah so uh and that was an amazing trip and these were all solo, solo trips by the way okay which is a different kind of experience when you when you solo travel versus traveling with somebody
0: yeah definitely yeah Ah, okay, interesting. So Italy and Cuba. Um, so for yeah. anybody that wants to travel, uh, to live abroad, sorry, uh, what would be your advice?
1: All right, somebody that wants to live abroad, I my mean, advice. Uh, be, number one, easily the, the biggest one, be open to things just going wrong, like it happened to me. <laughs> yeah. Be open to many things going wrong, you know, Murphy's Law, if it could go wrong, yeah. it will. Um, also, th- this is the one thing. It's something that actually the human resource lady told me because I asked her the same question when I arrived. She said, "If you want where you came from here,
0: yeah. then you
1: shouldn't have come here." Oh. And that's honestly, it, it it really could be as simple as that. Like, if you want things that you had back where you live, where you're going, yeah. then why did you leave in the first place? You know, like that just doesn't make that that doesn't make sense. But it's very easy to fall into that into that trap, you know. Of um, so, uh, yeah. So I think that's the that, that's probably the biggest lesson is don't expect what you had where you were to be in the place that you're moving to, because that's not what living abroad is about. It's about finding things that are different, yeah. enjoying things that are different, learning about different perspectives, and then sure you can complain about the things. It's not like you can't complain. Everyone always always complains, but find the beauty in, in in where you are and and what makes. That difference is beautiful, right? Yeah, and that's gonna just give you a whole nother perspective. And even the things that I mentioned earlier, right, where I was like, "Oh, it's not a city; it's hard to." Those, those are still things that I that I can learn from, right? Mm-hmm. Like, all right, I now find out things that I really that are more about myself by things that I like and things that I don't like. So, but again, there's things here in Costa Rica that I love way more than I love that I do about New York. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's always a, a, a pros and cons. So as long as you're open. As long as you're, as long as you're looking to find different things where you are, and like yes. oh, that's so awesome that it's different here, then you're gonna you're gonna be a lot more successful than other people like that, that go abroad and like oh they hate it and they're done is because they're one they weren't open minded, mm-hmm. and you know, generally speaking, right one they weren't open minded, and two they were looking for things in the place that they went to from where they came from, yeah, and that's that's a that's a that's a recipe for disaster. So yeah, that's what I would say. (laughs) Okay.
0: Well, uh, thank you so much for your time today. And, um, I'll leave all the information in the show notes for everyone for your podcast and your Instagram. Um, is there anything else you want to say?
1: Um, no, uh, I think, I think I hit on all the points again. (laughs) I'm a talker and I host the podcast. So I'm used. I'm used to this kind of, uh, <laughs> and it's funny. You said I, I love to talk on the phone. That's like my favorite thing in the world. I I like texting, but talking is. That's like my favorite medium, besides obviously face to face. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, thank you for having me on, and, I, and I, I'm excited to hear the final version of this. <laughs>
0: i hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as i did make sure you check out angel's instagram in living color abroad and listen to his podcast i'll leave all the information in the show notes and i'll see you guys next week so every saturday tune in for some travel inspiration check out my website www.cocoabuttertravel.com subscribe also subscribe to this podcast Follow me on Instagram at travel, and thank you so much for listening to this episode and I'll see you on the other side.